welcome to the Herbs with Rosalie podcast. I'm your host, Rosalie de la Forêt, herbalist, teacher, and best-selling author. I created this herbal podcast to share trusted herbal knowledge so that you can get the best results when using herbs for your health. I'm passionate about helping people discover the world of herbalism and natural health, and I'm excited to be your new guide. My goal is that you'll walk away from each episode feeling empowered, knowledgeable, and inspired to start working with herbs in your everyday life. Okay, let's dive in. Today, I'm delighted to be here with Salima Harleston Lust. I have been enjoying following Salima on Instagram a lot lately, and then a podcast listener recommended her as a guest. So I reached out and I'm thrilled that Salima agreed to be here. Salima is a wife, mother, survivor, and co-founder of I Willa Remedy passionate about helping people travel the most graceful path from illness to wellness, Salima bridges the gaps between your body, your consciousness, and your soul's evolution. As a clinical herbalist, medical astrologer, and spiritual teacher, her approach to well-being is deeply rooted in establishing relationships with plant medicine, practicing proactive spiritual alignment, and utilizing emotional alchemy to help people reclaim their power after trauma, as well as to uncover the spiritual root cause of physical pain, illness, and disease. In her signature online mentorship, Herbal Medicine for the Soul, she teaches adults how to reclaim their wellness naturally while addressing the emotional root cause of pain using the Calypso Healing Method. Salima has given motivational talks at the Black Urban Growers, Sex Down South, and the NYC Spiritual Herbalism Conferences. She's a proud graduate of Spelman College, Teachers College Columbia University, the Peace Corps, and Sacred Vibes Apothecary Herbal Apprenticeship. Welcome to the Herbs with Rosalie podcast, Salima. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, we've already been having a great chat, so we're going to continue our great chat here. And I'm excited to hear more about your path and how you found yourself on this plant path. And something that I'm also especially interested in is that you talk a lot about energetics and that beautiful art of matching plants to people. And so I'm hoping that you can weave that in too, as um, we hear about, you know, how you got started on this path yourself. Yes, I started, you know, probably similar to a lot of people in wanting to address my own health concerns because I was going to the doctor for what I thought at the time were simple issues. Um, digestive issues, I had chronic hip pain, back pain, like it was all of this stuff uh, that I thought could be easily corrected. And we just kept getting bottles of stuff and I was going to the chiropractor three times a week. I mean, I was in my early twenties and that, and being told that I'm gonna have to go to the chiropractor for this amount of time for the rest of my life, like that didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And it was actually my wife, Tammy, who kind of broke the cycle for us, where she was like, we are spinning our wheels with the system. So let's figure out how we can heal ourselves, how we can address our own issues naturally. And she started, like many people do, you just get on the internet and you start Googling, you know, what can you take for X, Y, Z? And we had some success. Uh, we were definitely feeling improvements in our health. And at the same time, like we had changed our diet, started moving more. So where there were lots of changes that were happening at the same time. And we were, I don't know if you want to call it courage or just like blind faith or ignorance. We launched our company of body care um, and started you know, selling and making some of the products that we were using ourselves 
to our community. And it was about a year in that we realized we had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> and that's when we were like, we need to really learn from someone because having a Google degree is not going to make this sustainable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's when we found at the time we lived in Brooklyn and we discovered Karen Rose of Sacred Vibes Apothecary and studied with her in her apprenticeship program for three years. And it was just a really pivotal just time in our lives. Like we learned so much. We really learned the foundations of, of herbalism and what that means and how this isn't like modern medicine just, that just matches drugs with symptoms. Like you really have to understand people. And I think stepping out as an herbalist where you feel like, okay, I've done my training. I'm ready. I can do this. I have the books, you know, I have the library. <laughs> and then when you actually, you know, start working with people, it's a it that integration that's really what it is it's like that process of integration and really feeling like you understand this work that can be a bit shocking too and so the most one of the most recent posts that i have on instagram is talking about one of those first clients and how i had to go through iterations seven iterations of making her medicine because i was not understanding her and until I understood her, and it's really was through this process of listening to her feedback and what she was saying and how it felt in her body. But yeah, it was a key phrase that she said about it feeling like fire, even though she she checks all of the coffee boxes, <laughs> but saying internally that she feels like fire, I was like, wait a minute, like, like that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> not what the books say, but that illuminated, like that was a light bulb moment that helped me really understand who she was and then to craft medicine that was more tailored to who she was and finally work. And you just get so thankful that people stick with you <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> It's so long. Yeah. I feel like I have like a cheeky question for you. Like, couldn't you just find the herb for her illness, Slima? Like, right. wasn't like a, this for that kind of right. thing? You could have just done right. like that. Right. <laughs> Which is the question, you know, that we as herbalists and practitioners that we get all the time. Like, what herb can I can I take for this? And it's a tough question for us. And it's really complicated. <laughs> it's really complicated to answer. It is. And you mentioned that, you know, going to the doctors for digestive issues and how you just felt like you were just going round and round with that. And, um, and you said like you thought was a simple thing was digestion. And, and then, you know, it's like, as you get deeper and deeper into that and seeing that there's so much more to it, not just like the thing we take, but it might be the things we eat, right. it might be our state of mind and, and how complicated that can be. So when people, uh, a, you know, approach a practitioner, I say like what herb is good for IBS or what herb is good for constipation, that there's just not that like this for that thing that, you know, at all. I love that you had the support from your wife, Tammy, while you were going through your illness. And then um, I also love how you just like dove into herb. You're like, I found something that works. I'm going to recreate it, share it with people. Um, I love that, you know, just like attitude of like, all right, moving forward, going all in. And then you did the apprenticeship. I mean, that's no small commitment right there. A three year apprenticeship. Is there like a point where you're like, wow, like this is not like where I thought I was going. And now here I am just entrenched in it. Yeah. You know, we thought that we were just doing this for us. 
And then like it just this these doorways kept gradually opening at the same time that the doors in what I thought I was supposed to do were closing. <laughs> so my plan, you know, was to be in arts administration, to be in the arts, to be in entertainment. Like I had been in in on stage, you know, since I was five years old, performing and singing and dancing and thinking that that, I, that, that was my career path. And all of those doors were just kind of closing. And it's funny when that happens, because you try to like, you try to like trick the universe and be like, well, I'm just going to go this way. <laughs> it doesn't work. And so at the same time, these doors are closing and this healing path is opening, but I'm still not fully embracing or accepting it. I'm just kind of like, okay, this is something that we can do because we've had success, we can share it and we can see where it goes. And in the middle of the apprenticeship, you know, my child, the childhood trauma that I experienced really resurfaced. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I was ignoring it. Like I knew that I had a traumatic childhood environment, but there were other things like having experienced sexual trauma that I just didn't know what to do with. And I feel like a lot of people were at that place where it's like, I know that I have this experience. I don't know what to do with it. And the plants were, were so graceful in helping me to hear my inner voice so that I hear my steps that I'm supposed to take um, on this healing path. And so I just, I just kept going with it. Like even when we were done with the apprenticeship, I just found myself still in the kitchen, making plants, still in the books, researching plants. Like even before seeing plants, just like I'm still in this. And it was probably, it was probably years later, honestly, that I fully embraced it and said, oh, okay, I'm nervous. Like, all right. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I like that. It's like the plants were like tugging you, tugging you, tugging at you and healing, holistic healing was tugging at you. And then it, it was like, it was really just you realizing like, oh yeah, okay. I hear you. Right. I hear you. Right. It's like they, they gathered me, you know, and then I finally, like a call is like that. It's a call and it's a response. And so we can have this inner passion and not even realize it. And we can have, you know, this purpose and this calling, but we have to accept the invitation. And plants are really, really beautiful at the, the patience that they extend to us. <laughs> All right, Salima, before we get to your chosen plant, burdock, which I'm super excited to talk about, I just have a, like, a, an odd question for you. Just, I'm curious about the answer, and I think others will be too, is when somebody writes you, in any way, shape or form and says, what herb is good for blank, whatever that might be, headaches, eczema, <laughs> heartache, you know, whatever that is. Um, what What is your response to that? It's such a tough question. And, and I always like freeze at the keyboard too, because my mind just starts going and it's just like, oh, if it was simple, I, I would be able to just type back and say, take this, <laughs> but, but it's but nothing is simple. And so I really just try to respond and explain that herbs aren't one size fits all. And that, you know, as a practitioner, like there's a level of responsibility. Like I wouldn't want to recommend something to you that is gonna cause harm. And that that's my greatest like fear for me to say, take this. And then now I like, I feel responsible if something, um, bad were to happen. And also just like, I tell people like, I don't have enough information about you, your constitution, your diet, your lifestyle, your mindset <laughs> in order to make a safe recommendation. And then I invite them to just look at the information on the program that I offer, because it's a really good explanation around how truly mind, body, spirit, how it's all interconnected. 
Yeah, it's like that that question is there's there's like a mindset there of like there, you know, when someone asks that question, and I don't say this is like I'm superior because I've been in that same place of just like absolutely we're trying to like treat illness without looking at the person, right. which is like what you're describing. Because you know, how do we how do we look at the person and um but yeah, it's it's just an interesting thing because the people ask the question without recognizing the complexity underneath it. So right. I really like right. your response. And that's something that I see you frequently post about. So I, I wanted to ask. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, shall we dive into burdocks, Lena? I'm, yeah. I'm curious. How did you come up with burdock for a plant to discuss today? Burdock is burdock's one of my first loves. Um, hmm. you know, within the apprenticeship program, we spent time with a plant and that was our, burdock was my chosen plant to spend, to have a walk with. And so, you know, I call that process for myself, plant communion with. And the best way I can describe my experience with burdock, because it's a visual that comes to mind, it's really almost like I was in an ice cube and burdock helped to thaw me out. I felt very robotic. Like from the way in which childhood trauma impacted me the most was probably being just emotionally shut down. It was very cold. I could lean to like being mean, right? Like that's easy because that's a defense mechanism, you know, in terms of like not allowing people to be, to get too close. Um, but I did, I felt, and I would say this, even having in our wedding vows, that it's like, I just felt like a robot. Like I was unfeeling and just did not know how to tap in. And burdock helped to soften all of that hardness. Hmm. Um, and I, like that to me is the most beautiful conversation that we can have about any relationship that we develop with plants. It's like, how do they help us deepen our relationship with ourselves? And it was during the time of, of working with burdock that the resurfaced memories of, you know, being raped, that like those rose to the surface, but it wasn't so shocking. It was in this, in like in the back of my mind, this lingering feeling you know, I said to um, a college mate at 18, I was like, I think something else happened to me, but I'm not ready to know what. It was during my you know, building that relationship with myself through Burdock that I thought I figured that out. And it wasn't this like anger releasing process. It felt more like relief. That it's like, finally, I know everything that I've experienced. And now it's this greater question of like, okay, well, what, what do I do about that? And so that became, um, you know, approaching my abuser and like really just stepping in, just stepping more fully into who I wanted to be as someone who could feel again. Hmm. It's hard. I feel like it's, I feel like I'd like, there's so much more that I could say, but it's like, you can't fully grasp it until you really work with a plant in an intimate way that you see, you see yourself through a new lens. Yeah, that really just so powerfully speaks to that deep, complex ways that plants heal. And I get, I think of like the questions that I often get. And one of the questions I get that kind of like picks at me a bit is like, and again, it comes from like this place of somebody's just starting out, you know, and I ask the same question, but it's, what is a plant good for? You know, right? how do you, what do you use it for? And it's just like, do you have several days where you can <laughs> like really take in that the gifts because there is just no um, you know that there's really no simplicity to any plant. We can have simplicity in our own knowledge, but it's not reflected in the plant, and that's a really just profound gift and beautiful sharing of of what you received from Burdock. 
Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. What are ways that um, Burdock like continues to speak to you today and ways that you work with it? I think that it's it's always still that plant that when I'm feeling stuck, that I will turn to. And when I feel like, and also when I feel like, again, that that lingering feeling, like I know this is about something deeper and I want to, I want to understand the deeper layer of it. Like what's at the root of this? With burdock, you know, it being a taproot, it really penetrates. It penetrates the earth. It penetrates our inner soil and helps us to acknowledge. And it's always like with plants, it's always like graceful and compassionate. It never feels like this harsh process in which you need to, um, in which you can feel violated, right? Like sometimes people, people violate us, but, but plants don't do that. And it's just this, it's this envelope that opens. It's this invitation that says that you can go into this deeper work and you are equipped and I am here by your side as an ally, as a friend, as a companion. And I'll keep taking it until I just see, you see yourself like slowly just walking across the threshold into deeper truth about you. Yeah. I love all that imagery that you're talking about just in relationship to the actual plant. Like when you said, like, I use it when I get stuck. I just, I think of the burrs, <laughs> those burrs that like will <laughs> stick. <laughs> um, but I love that, you know, that taproot imagery as well. It's just like, it is such a grounding, deepening plant. I think just right. harvesting your first or 50th <laughs> wild burdock root. That's it. I, I will just say I've not harvested 50 of them. I've harvested enough to know what a big deal it is, <laughs> but it's yeah. a, it is an experience. Like that's a learning experience in itself, you know, what, yeah. what that is to dig that deep into the uh, earth and yeah. see how burdock survives. And sometimes like really hard impacted soils. Right. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's not fooling around with its roots. Right. And I feel like that's exactly what, you know, what's happening with us when, especially when people experience trauma early on, like that's, impacted emotional tension and emotional mm. turmoil that it's like we have to do some we need some other tools <laughs> in order to you know penetrate this and burdock mm -hmm. is one of those brilliant tools that can just help us get get to the root and just chip away chip mm -hmm. away at the many layers that trauma leaves us with like trauma just creates these layers of armor mm -hmm. and burdock can gracefully help us shed those mm -hmm. do you see a relationship between the burdock and helping with trauma and its effects on the liver? I mean, out. yeah, absolutely. Um, and especially with, I mean, anything I feel like that works on the liver, works on the blood, cleanses the whole system. Um, and we know that the liver can be the seat of anger. It was one of those things when I was working with Burdock that it didn't, I couldn't even identify at the time with anger. Like that's kind of like how emotionally rigid and like how contained, I just felt very contained in this emotional box. And so I wasn't very much um, identified with anger until I started working with Burdock and, and, and also give myself the permission to feel angry where I just wanted, and maybe it's the passion in me, I just wanted to skip to the compassion and be like, no, like, I don't need to tell my parents, like, they're retired, they're just, they're living their life, like, I don't want to disrupt what's going on with them. And it's just like, no, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> or there needs to be acknowledgement of the wounds that were created. And it was, it felt like handing, handing a package back, like something that was sent to me and it's like, and now I'm giving that back to you. And that's what the kind of the acknowledgement felt like. And then being able to see 
it took a while, but to see the many ways in which I was demonstrating anger that I had to be truthful about. Like I'm demonstrating it within my interactions with people, but it's not about them, right? It's like, what is this triggering within me and having to <clears throat> be honest with myself about like, oh, I am kind of pissed off about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering, um, how do you like to work with burdock? Like what kind of burdock medicines do you make and how do you like to, to take them? Um, I always have a tincture burdock and one of the, I'll definitely put it in broth, put it in soups. Mm -hmm. I will stir fry fresh burdock. And I love hot chocolate, like in the in the fall, in the winter, and making a hot chocolate recipe. Um, and there's so many different ways. There's so many very variations of which um, I can make the recipe, but I like my my I call it liver love hot chocolate. And it's with primarily with burdock, but you can play with it. You can add roasted chicory, you can add roasted dandelion, cinnamon, sugar, your what your preferred sweetener. <laughs> Milk or water, combination of both. <laughs> Your preferred milk. Everyone has preferences. <laughs> and I like to drink it at night. And it just, oh, the sleep is so good. Mm. Yeah, so this recipe that Salima is describing is luckily being shared with us all. So thank you, Salima, for that. And yeah, so many variations. I know that people are going to love this recipe. And I love how the roots in the recipe, like burdock and chicory, dandelion, they just have, there's like a very grounding, <laughs> centering mm. aspect. It just brings like the richness of the cocoa really to life as well. So it's a fantastic recipe. Thank you so much for sharing Thank that you. with us. For the listeners, as you probably know by now, I love sharing recipes when we talk about these plants. Because recipes are a wonderful way for you to get involved, to create your own experience with herbs. Because it's one thing to hear about someone else's relationship with burdock or hear even facts about burdock, but really this entirely different thing to form your own relationship with this plant through your own observation and tending and tasting. Do you have any other thoughts you'd like to share about burdock with us, Salima, before we move on? I don't think so. I, I really like it for people to explore the relationship with individual plants themselves. I deeply, deeply, deeply feel that each plant has specific medicine that will be revealed to each person. I deeply, deeply feel that and know that. And so I want people to explore and to see what the invitation the plant is, is going to extend to you because the medicine that it offers you, like, yes, we have all of our, you know, our, our constituents and we have our, our herbal actions and our benefits. We have all of that. We have the science, yes but none of that's gonna to speak to what you're gonna learn about yourself through your relationship with this plant. Mm, I love that invitation. And this autumn time is really the perfect time to get in touch with these deep roots like burdock. And um, thanks for mentioning you like it as a tincture and I think it's increasingly available fresh in grocery stores, Asian grocery stores, health food stores. So be sure to look for it there too. And. Um, as you work with Burdock, we'd love to hear in the comments below about your experiences and insights with this fabulous plant. All right, the last question I have for you, Salima, is one that I'm asking all of my guests in season one. And that question is, with all of the challenges that we're facing today, what are some of the ways that plants instill hope in you? That's such a good question. You know, plants, because we 
you know, talk about how they support us, of course, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And they provide us with relief, so much relief, especially physical, you know, physical relief from physical pains. And so the hope that plants instill in me is that when you experience relief, that there's a new conversation that happens, which becomes, what are you going to now do with that relief? I always think of it as like space, like you now have space inside of you and what are you going to choose to fill that with? Mm -hmm. And hopefully the choice is always in some form or way aligned with love, with deeper compassion, with understanding, with acceptance, with greater awareness, you know, with all of these things that we can cultivate within ourselves that help us not only to have a better relationship with ourselves, but a better relationship with our world and with the world mm -hmm. as a whole. There's, again, it's that invitation, it's that open envelope that plants are like, they, they deepen our awareness if we allow it. Mm -hmm. But again, they don't violate. So it's like, okay, I'm here and we'll work with you in the way in which you allow, but there's more and there's always more. And if we can accept that call and do it individually, our world will be better. <laughs> we will make different choices when we are more aware of our, our behaviors, our wounds, when we're deliberate about um, healing them, about showing up in our next interaction, just in a better way. There's no definition of what better looks like that's based on where you are. That radiates out. That's more powerful than any of, any of the things that are going on. It's, a, it's our power to individually show up and change who we are in every interaction and let our changes be in alignment with love. Oh, that's so beautiful, Salima. That's just such powerful stuff that really gets to the heart of plant medicine in so many ways. And I see that in the message that you're sharing with us today, but also in your own lived experience of um, just those really deep ways that plants heal on so many levels. And and I, you know, think of you, I think of me and our beginning of like, what are, you know, like I have digestive problems, what, like what, whatever is good for that. And that was the question. And then look at where you are now sharing this just incredibly powerful message. And I know helping so many people on very deep levels through your programs and through all of your offerings. So I'm just so thrilled that you're here. I'm really honored that you shared so much wisdom with us. And um, I'm really excited for uh, people who may not know of you yet to really be able to dive into your offerings and and get to experience more of this wisdom from you. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was a joy. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much, Lima. For the listeners, don't forget to head over to herbswithrosaliepodcast.com to get free access to Salima's liver love hot chocolate recipe. Also available are the complete show notes, including the transcript. You can also visit Salima directly on Instagram at I Will a Remedy. I deeply believe that this world needs more herbalists and plant-centered folks. And I'm so glad that you're here as part of this herbal community. Have a beautiful day. Hey, thanks again for spending your valuable time with me today. I hope you found today's episode helpful. And if you're a new listener, thanks for checking out the show. And don't forget that you can find all the recipes, links, and show notes over at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. While you're there, you can subscribe and get updates when new episodes release, and even submit your requests for future podcast episodes. 
The world needs more people who are connected to the earth and the healing gifts of plants. I'm so glad that you're here for this adventure. Thanks for listening. Thank you to Rising Appalachia for the use of their beautiful song, Resilience. Listen to more from Rising Appalachia at risingappalachia.com.